welcome to the Upsiders podcast where we unpack what it takes to succeed in business. I'm your host Victoria Jones and I'm in the business of empowering people to become profitable and purpose-driven business owners. Over the past six years I've enabled ambitious founders to start and scale their own business and make money doing what they love. Through our six weeks to success upstart program and one-on-one coaching services I'm able to fulfill my mission to educate, enable and inspire more people to turn their business ideas into a reality. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to kickstart your business, build your brand and thrive on your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they've built their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. Today, I'm interviewing Melissa Chandler, founder of Alongside You Parenting. Melissa is an early parenting expert, Montessori educator, holistic sleep coach and experienced postpartum doula who supports families on their parenting journey from birth to three. She started her business because she wants to help families navigate the early years of parenthood, which often gets overlooked as people are so focused on the birthing process. Through her workshops, programs and one-on-one coaching services, she helps parents to feel supported, uplifted and empowered on their early parenting journey. I'm sure many parents listening can attest to that challenging time when you come home with a newborn and you have no idea what you're doing. So I'm sure Melissa will share some good insights today about parenting. But I will be predominantly speaking to Melissa about how she came up with her business idea, how she's already built a brand and started to attract customers. Um, I should probably do a disclaimer as well that Melissa is a recent client of mine and we've just finished working um, one-on-one together. I've helped her to develop idea and set up her business through my Upstart business and training program. So I'm clearly already a fan. Um, Welcome, Melissa, to the show. Um, It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Um, How does it feel now that your business is up and running and you've got your name out there and... Yeah, it's exciting. It's a bit of a relief yeah. <laughs> to get because I think we worked, I think, for six weeks during, yeah. during the lockdown period when we were all in isolation. Um, so to kind of put all that time and effort into it and then to kind of see it out there is really exciting. It's nice. And we yeah. were just saying before, you've already had a good response from people, haven't you, that you used to work with? and yeah. Lots of um, people have reached out and uh, congratulated me and said, what's a great idea, and um, people I hadn't heard from in a while. So it was really nice to have that feedback from people. And did it feel scary at first? I know um, there's a lot of fears that come with, like, finally putting yourself out there and putting your idea out there. Yes, yeah, I think that was my biggest thing is um, I kept saying to people, I'm feeling the fear, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, there was lots of times where I thought, oh, no, I can't do it or, um, oh, I won't do that bit and I'll do that bit instead. Um, and there's still lots of fears I think I need to overcome. Yeah, yeah, it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? Yeah. Even I think I had someone on the show, they've been in business about five years and they still suffer from imposter syndrome, yes. and fear of failure. They're about to launch an online element they haven't done before and they're scared to do that. So I think with every kind of launch or push, there's a little bit of, yeah. how do I do this? How are people going to respond? Yeah, exactly. Um, how are people going to respond? But then when you do it, it feels amazing after. Yeah. <laughs> so it always, 
uh, yeah, it's yeah, feeling the fear. And, doing and, and I had that with my webinar where I was thinking I could see like people online and then someone dropped off and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> but still doing it. And then I just thought in the end, I was like, I'm just pleased I've done it. And yeah. even if I've helped just one person from it, exactly. it's been worthwhile. Yeah. And, um, and you always feel good after when you yeah. push yourself in some way. Yeah, that's right. And you're learning lots. I think I learned a lot through the process. Yeah. Um, like a lot about myself, but a lot of new skills. Because, you know, you really encouraged me to do a lot of, um, you know, the website development and the branding and stuff myself. Yeah. So I think there was a point um, during the process where I kind of thought, oh, my gosh, like I can, you know, I've d- designed my own website and I've come up with my own logo. And these are all things that I hadn't had the skills to do before. Yeah. And I think that's an important point for anyone listening that's starting their own business. Like, don't go and spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on a logo or a website that like, you can do these things yourself for free. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got to invest the time, but especially with Canva, you can do a 30-day free trial on their pro program. And yeah. and even if you don't sign up for that, you can still design your own logo for free. And yeah. um, it does take time. You do have to invest that time. Yeah. But um, it just means that then going forward, when you do want to do something else, you can use those skills again. Yeah, you don't have to right. pay a developer to update something on your website. Yeah. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a big learning process. It's isn't a huge it? learning process, but definitely worth it. And I think to look at um, a website or logo and and feel really proud of it. I remember you saying that very early on. Is you know you want to be proud of your business and proud of your brand. Yeah. Um, and I definitely feel that. And yeah. you do because one thing I bang on about a lot is that having that sort of tagline bio, like yeah. how are you pitching yourself, how are you pitching your business. You yeah. don't just say, I'm a well, for you, for me, uh, I was saying you're, <laughs> it's a long, long yeah. list of yeah, qualifications, yeah. but just to spark someone's interest in what you do mm. when they meet you in the street. I know we worked a lot on that brand bio. Yes. Um, which I don't, do you still use it? I still like, use it. And actually, yeah. I can remember when um, we were at that point in your program and I would practice saying a few of them and some of them really rolled off the tongue and others weren't yeah (laughs) and that's kind of how I know but yeah so I definitely now say oh I support families with children from birth to three yeah and and people get it people get it and that's exactly what I do yeah Yeah. and can you tell us a bit more around what you do and how you help um, families from birth to three yeah so I think you know the the birth to three period is such a huge time of development and I often say there's you know there isn't another time in your life when you're going to experience that much growth and that much development from when you're born or even when you're conceived to when you're three. You know, you basically go from a a helpless baby um, to a talking, walking, running um, three-year-old. Yeah. And so never in your life are you going to have that much growth. Um, And I think for parents as well, there's a huge transition from being a woman or a man to then becoming a mother and a father. So that's a massive transition and transformation. So I support families on that journey, uh, and I do that a number of ways. So I have my sleep support, and uh, and I work with families one-on-one to provide them with holistic sleep solutions. And I have my uh, face-to-face workshops as well, and I've got one coming up, my birth of a new family. Uh, and I do online classes. So I do a range of 
services to really empower parents and support them and, and feel given that confidence on their parenting journey. Yeah, and yeah. I can um, yeah attest to your <laughs> sleep services being amazing. The yeah. um, that holistic approach, which um, which just ma- makes you feel like it's very personalised and suits your family, and it's not just someone coming in saying, "Do this, do that." Um, it's you having all the experience and knowledge of what's going to work for that family and I think that was really powerful and really empowering for us as parents like it just made us feel like we were in in control in a yeah. little bit more in some way not just um yeah going with the flow and having no idea what we were doing it's yeah. just really nice to have that support that's right it's about finding a sleep solution that works for that family and that feels right for that family and it's very gentle responsive strategies that I use um, and that I suggest um, and every family's different you know and what works for one family might not work for the other but it's finding something that feels right for that family because it's not a one fit all strategy I'm not going to come into your home and show you how to do one thing and expect it to work or feel right yeah um, but also giving you that confidence to say okay here's a range of things you could try, what feels good, what works for you guys, and then giving you the, empowering you to go on and do that. Yeah, and I think it also empowers you as a parent in other ways as well, not just through yeah. sleep. You like you learn to trust that intuition, Yes, which yeah. is really important. Yeah. And I know you do your Montessori, you know, as part of your business, you have alongside you, but then you also um, do Montessori classes as well. Can you tell us a bit yeah. about the Montessori work that you do yep so I'm a trained um, Montessori zero to three educator and I run the parent programs for Headland Montessori in Manly and that's when um, parents attend one morning a week with their child in a specially set up Montessori environment and children generally start coming at about four months so um, mums or dads bring their babies um, and that class is really about supporting parents um, and giving them the confidence, again, and the support to, to parent and, and to feel confident. And then as the child gets older, they attend the toddler class, which is a really fun class uh, where we do food preparation and we do baking. And, um, again, it's a lovely time for just parents to come, mom or dad to come, and sometimes even grandmas, granddads come. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You see that a lot, do you? Yeah, we see lots of grandparents um, come, and they just have that, two hours um, with their child there's no mobiles in the room and so you just get to be very present with your child and you follow the child in their interests to do what they want to do that morning yeah and that's the whole Montessori philosophy is it for Mm. anyone that's listening that doesn't know about it it's encouraging independence in your child encouraging independence and really following your child's interest in their developmental needs at at any given time so a child is um, going to learn with ease and joy when they're doing something that um, is developmentally appropriate at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, it's a beautiful way to learn. It's very hands-on. Uh, and, uh, it's a, and I'm very grateful to have a beautiful classroom up in North Head there, which is a really relaxing environment to be in. Yeah, which um, yeah I've been to. Yeah. It's a great space too. Beautiful. And you'll be running some of your workshops there too, yeah. won't you? Yeah, I'll be doing my workshops there to begin with as well. And has that been important starting your own business too? Because I think, um, you know, some people go straight from corporate to doing something totally different. There's a few ways you can do it. You just quit and then go all in or you transition slowly. 
um, maybe go down to three days a week or look at some of the other skills that you have. Mm. Um, how did you manage that transition to starting your own business? I think what I started to see was I was working with parents or parents were coming in for their classes every week and I realized that they needed support in different areas and I wasn't able to necessarily spend that time with them in those two hours and I felt like they were leaving at the end of the two hours and I there was so much more I could help them with and so much more I could support them with so it was a very natural kind of progression for me to say well I love doing the classes but there's so much more I can do and so much more I can give families outside of the classroom yeah um so and I think it it yeah naturally flowed from the classes to offering um, my services outside the classroom so it's looking for those prop like identifying opportunities, isn't it? Yes. With, with yeah. your current currently what you were doing, you'd see other a need for for another level of service. And I think that's good when you're maybe developing a business idea, like speak your you were speaking to your customers on a daily basis, your potential customers and hearing what some of their problems were and then creating a business that yeah. solves their problems. Yeah, and in in the age group I work with it's very much the same concerns and the same issues that come up over and over again. Uh, so I was hearing myself talk about the same topics or answer the same questions. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, that's where the workshops that I run, the birth of a new family and the sleep solutions and the toileting and the independence in the home, these are things that I get asked about over and over again. So it just seemed um, very natural to say, okay, let's, let's, um, expand this and let's make a business out of this yeah and obviously yeah. it's something you're very passionate about how important is that oh do you think usually, yeah <laughs> now that you're doing all in on your business as well yeah. do you find that that passion keeps you motivated I think yeah it does and I you know I worked in a corporate job that I was not at all passionate about um, that I didn't enjoy so I'm very grateful um, to have found a passion and that I've been able to make a business out of that passion um, because, yeah, I know what it feels like to dread going into work. Um, yeah. And I definitely don't feel like that anymore. Um, and it's it's much easier when you're passionate about something and you feel like you're helping people as well. Yeah, it must be so satisfying when people come back yeah. to you and go, you've really helped me, you know, find a solution to this or yeah. just solve a problem in the family. It just um, it feels it's a feel good factor. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's when it's important um, when you are developing your business for listeners that are in that process, just, yeah, making sure it's something that obviously there's going to be elements that are challenging in Mm. the business, but um, making sure that at the core, um, who are you looking to serve, who are you looking to help with what you do, and that creates a meaningful business. Yeah. Completely, um, yeah. And also ensuring, you know, it's profitable too. Like I know that we work together on, okay, what are your different revenue streams? Yes. Um, yeah. And diversifying that, like just before um, we started this interview, <laughs> we were talking about doing some online elements for parents that maybe can't come come and see you one-on-one face-to-face, yeah. like what's going to be the online offering for them. Um, yeah. And that's equally important, isn't it? Particularly if you want to scale globally, you can uh, reach more people that way. Yeah. And I I mean, I'd love to. I think ultimately that's what I'd love to do is be able to help as many families as possible, um, not just locally, but anywhere. And I think that's, you know, we now can do that so easily online with Zoom or um, all these other different online apps, right, that we yeah. can reach.
reach out and connect with people. And did you find, because I know that when we started, we were doing, usually I would do it face to face, but we did our one-on-one coaching over Zoom, which I thought worked just as well. It was Um, great, yeah. And I know that you've done it for clients as well, like um, as part of the Montessori group, you do Zoom meetings. Have you found any challenges with that or do you find you can still build that connection with people yeah the zoom um the zoom offering was really interesting because i i actually didn't know if it was going to work um when we ran classes and and connecting with mums that way um but i yeah i i think it worked really well and it was actually quite satisfying because there were a lot of moms that said you know they found it less stressful because they didn't have to time the naps to get to a class or they didn't have to worry about um you know, missing a nap, their baby missing a nap or getting out of the house, but they're still able to connect. And I think with moms, that's so important, right? Especially new moms. Yeah. There's such a potential there um, for moms to become isolated. Um, And, you know, isolation can lead to, you know, poor mental health. So to be able to connect with moms online and to hear each other's experiences and to know we're all in the same boat and we're all feeling these similar feelings uh, was important. And I think it ended up working really well and was quite satisfying. Yeah, and now you're doing, you've got an online class coming up, haven't you, for new mums as well? Yeah, I've got an online uh, online class coming up um, for new mums or mums with babies that aren't yet walking. And these would be mums that maybe live in remote areas or for whatever reason are just more comfortable staying at home. Um, okay. So we, it'll be a small group and we'll connect uh, every week online and, and share our stories and have a chance to just um, talk about our challenges, set some intentions, and then talk about all of the things that come up for new moms. So sleep is always something yeah. that comes up. Um, and then developmental changes that, that come up as well that people have questions about. And, and also we spend a lot of time talking about what do I do with my baby all day at home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Mums often want to know, what am I supposed to do all day? Yeah, because often you'll be doing an activity, and I think we'd said, you think you've been doing it for a couple of hours, yeah. and actually you've only been playing for 10 <laughs> yeah, minutes. That's right. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, it's only 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and I think having, one thing that was a big part of your brand when we were developing it was having a bit of laughter and a bit of fun yeah. with, because um, it can all get very serious, and <laughs> especially when you're talking about lack of sleep and exhaustion, and yeah. and I think just being able to laugh at some of these um, sleepless nights and just with other mums especially and just have those real conversations is yeah. really important. I think have you noticed people a lot more willing to to share what's happening to them authentically as opposed to putting on this front of everything's going perfectly? I think it takes time, um, but I think I think it's really important. And I try to lead by example by sharing my own stories and my own struggles because uh, it's not easy being a mom, especially, you know, in those first few months. Yeah. Um, but I think to be able to laugh and to have a laugh with other people and to know that other people are going through the same things is really important. And I, and I say, you know, if we all share our stories, then we'll all feel so much better. Yeah, and which I is think, very true. Yeah, it's so true. And so it is about being vulnerable. Yeah. And yeah. you've been, you've shared, I mean, personally, you can, it's on your website, but you, can you tell us a bit about your own personal journey becoming a mum? And Yeah. Um, so my journey to becoming a mum wasn't straightforward. Um, 
and we suffered multiple loss. Um, but then when we finally had a baby, um, that was he was actually the first newborn I'd ever held, uh, which was you know, a bit of a shock because I actually had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, and I think I've said um, on my website that I trained really hard for my birth, like trained hard, and I had an amazing birth, but I actually had no idea what to do once the baby arrived. Um, and he didn't sleep at all uh, during the day. And I was convinced I was doing something wrong because I had other friends around me. You've only got yourself to blame, haven't you? Think, oh, it must be me. Yeah, like because you know our culture and our society makes us think that babies are supposed to sleep through the night, and actually they're not. You know, they're not supposed to sleep through the night. They're actually supposed to wake up um, and feed, and for safety reasons, they're supposed to wake up. So. When you constantly have people say, oh, is he a good sleeper or does he sleep through the night? And he and he's not. You, you can't help but think, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Yeah, you know, it's basically I'm... just people saying, does he fit into your yeah. lifestyle or does your baby fit? And it's like, well, That's no, right. the whole point is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. have to change your ways yeah. and your perspective, don't you? So it, it was a big learning curve for me and it took me. Um, a while to really bond with my baby. I think a lot of times we think there's an instant bond, and I think for sometimes sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. Uh, so it did take me a while to bond with my baby and to really feel like I knew what I was doing and what type of mother I wanted to be. Yeah, and figure my son out as well, what type of child he was, and how yeah. we were going to um, do this together. And that's yeah. nice. And I remember a good friend um, said to me, she was like, you have to work out what kind of mum you want to be yeah. as well, like discovering that and allowing yourself the time to do that. Do you want to be a stay-at-home mum, working mum? Yeah. Do you want, you know, how do you want to manage this, yeah. you know, this new journey? And, um, and then whatever it is, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I say that to families all the time. If it's working for you and it's working for your baby and it's working for your family, then it's fine. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, if you decide to co-sleep and it's working for you, wonderful. You know, if you want to breastfeed and it, you know, until they're two or three and it's working for you and your child, that's wonderful. You want to bottle feed, that's wonderful. It's yeah, just, it's it all takes about, time yeah, to get to that, time. doesn't it? Like yeah. I've at the beginning I was, you know, would compare myself a lot to mm -hmm. other people and then you're like, oh, well, should we be doing this or should we? And now, like my daughter still sleeps in the bed yes. and... um and it's cold at the moment, so it's actually really nice <laughs> yeah. for all of us. But someone's like, oh, you can't do that. And yeah. and, I, and in back, you know, in the early months, I'd have probably said, oh, no, I shouldn't actually, should I? And you're mm. right. And, and now I was like, oh, no, it works fine for us. Yeah. And when it doesn't, I'm sure we'll find something else. Yeah, that's um, right. When it stops working for you, then it could be time to make a change. And that's fine too. Yeah. But I always say if you can find, um, I always talk about a mum friend. So if you can find a mum friend or a few close friends or support, and those are your go-to people, you know, those are the people that have the same philosophy as you when it comes to parenting. Um, go to those people for advice and for support. Don't go to the private Facebook group of 30,000 moms that are going to yeah. give you 5,000 different pieces of advice. Um, go to that, you know, that tight little group or your mum friend. Yeah. Because um, those are going to be the people that support you and hold you up. Yeah, and having and actually speaking of that, I really want to start um, a group for mums that run their own business, mm -hmm. just a small one. That's um, there's lots of big ones out there, but for people that live in the area, yes, um, which you'll have to be involved yeah, in as I love well. That. 
trying to think of a name for it at the moment, <laughs> maybe boss mums or just yeah. something. And just because I think, yeah, that um, running a business and being a mum as well, just sharing some challenges and how, you know, strategies on how to manage mm. that. Do you have anything you can share? Oh, it's a juggle, isn't it? And yeah. Some days I feel like I get it right and some days I get it really wrong, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but look, we in, in our house, we've always been meditators. So I've, I'm a Vedic meditator and my husband is as well. Um, and we've meditated for over 10 years now. Um, so that's part of our daily routine. And actually, our children now meditate as well. Oh, do so, they? Yeah. How did you get them into it? I guess they must have seen you do it. So Yeah, it's just always been part of our what we do in our family. So I think as a couple, because we are both meditators, we know how important it is and the benefits of it. So we make time for each other. Okay, you take your 20 minutes, and I'll make sure the kids are quiet. And now I'll take my 20 minutes, and you do the same. And do you do it morning and evening? Is that the... That's the goal. So yeah. the, the goal is you do it um, 20 minutes twice a day. Yeah. Um, but like anything, if that is going to cause you stress, then, then don't, do, don't it. do it, right? Or just try once a yeah, day. Yeah, just do once a day. So if you can get a morning meditation in, or sometimes it might be I do um, an afternoon meditation before I pick the boys up from school. Um, and do you notice a, that you feel calm? Because I noticed so I'd done a yoga class. Mm-hmm. I feel, or actually just going that um, saying, (laughs) my singing voice is awful, but just saying sometimes when my daughter, I mean, she's only 13 months old, but she starts to go a bit crazy. Just saying that um, she looks (laughs) at me and then seems calmer. Like, do you notice after you've meditated, it's probably because I'm calm, like, that it has an effect on the voice? I think if you're calmer... Um, and you feel rested and recharged, then I think everything flows better, right? I think the home really starts with the mom in, in a lot of aspects. And if the mom is well and feels rested and recharged and is fed and nourished and supported, then that has a beautiful knock-on effect. Yeah. But if the mom isn't feeling all that, then things can spiral out of control. Um, so, yeah, I do find that if we do it properly the meditation properly then then that the whole house works better benefits and how have you got your boys into it how um yeah so um my children um my eldest was taught when he was about five so when children are five they can be given their mantra um and then um my husband now teaches vedic meditation so he actually taught our second son which is really lovely so it's always been part of our lives and so the boys you know they're familiar with that language and and that routine and, it's, and you've noticed the benefits with them it's been a positive yeah with children you can't make them meditate well, <laughs> yeah. like a lot of things you can't make children do but you you shouldn't force meditation on children so they have to do it on their own um but when they do do it yes we do notice a difference and actually it helped my my eldest son with his sleep quite right a, yeah. okay because yeah. i guess it's just calming the mind yeah and body isn't yeah, it yeah yeah that's right yeah I'll have to uh, there's been a few people on the podcast that yeah. mentioned Vedic meditation yeah. in particular and for people that don't know Vedic meditation that's based around a mantra is that's that right. the difference you're given you're given a mantra and um, that's the mantra that you repeat while you're meditating yeah and that's yeah, yeah I think um, there's been a few signs I need to try it myself yeah, as well it. and it's very effortless and very easy to do it's one of these techniques that um, anybody can do it and anywhere as well yeah yeah 
Yeah. And has there been other people that have inspired you on the along the way or other practices or getting because I will say a lot to people like it, a lot of it is your, your mindset and you know as you know for being a parent being yeah. a good parent and I think being successful in business is getting yourself in that right state of mind every day like is there other things you do or other people that you might follow that would yeah I would think help? um I'm very aware of when I need a break yeah um, and whether that's a break from my children or break from the business or or whatever um and I think people kind of toss around this term of self-care a lot and think that you know self-care has to be a yoga retreat or you know a day at the spa um but actually I think it's just setting intentions to do things that make you feel good and you know bring you um joy yeah um so I'm pretty tuned into what I need and I know uh my closest friends will tell you that it's an afternoon nap for me. <laughs> that's <Yes>. your treat. <laughs> that's my that's my. Oh total gosh, treat. I'd love that. I, that's why I'd love to live in Spain, some because that's just <laughs> yeah. normal to go and have a siesta, yeah. isn't it? And it's not every day that I have a nap, um, but sometimes I really do feel like I just need a break, and I'm just going to go lie down and have a bit of a nap. And so, when yeah, you need to take care of yourself or feel well it can be something as simple as a nap or it can be simple as a hot cup of tea or it could be a swim in the ocean yeah um, and just being conscious of what yeah. yeah what those things are for you yeah and maybe taking the time out to work out yeah when you feel really good yeah. and energized and setting that intention to say oh, this is what I need to feel well and this is how I can fit it into my daily or weekly schedule and if any of those things causes more stress, um, then don't do it. You know, I remember years ago I used to go to a Pilates class every evening or I think twice a week, and I would get so stressed about getting there on time and were the boys fed and were they going to go to sleep okay? And by the time I got there, I was so stressed. <laughs> I was like, this isn't working for me. This is not helping me feel more relaxed. Yeah, so that so then, came out yeah. of the schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just finding being... another time to do it. Yeah. yeah, and being conscious of that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what would you say to anyone thinking about starting their business and sitting, go, you know, going, oh, shall I, shan't I? Yeah. And uh, you've just taken that leap and done it. Yeah. What would be your advice to them? Uh, I would say just start it. Just get on and do it. And, you know, that's coming from a master procrastinator. I yeah. can always find a reason not to do something. Um, but I think to just start and to be okay with it. I think you said not being perfect. I think I remember you saying that yeah. to me. You know, just get going on it and it and it will flow and it will become what you want it to be. And it evolves. And as you've probably yeah. known since starting it, that, you know, once it's out there, then you can start tweaking That's things. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's not always going to be perfect. And I think also looking long term, like I think there's a perception that you launch it and suddenly you've got this hugely successful business. And I think... Yeah just you know small steps like getting a few clients to one workshop or yeah. having one one-on-one -on -one and eventually it will just grow yeah and it's grow. a bit of a slow burn right which yeah. is fine um yeah so I think you just have to start and then the rest will follow and I think also I see a lot of mums struggle with finding their passion or figuring out what it is they want to do and I think it's okay to take your time to figure that out as yeah. well um you know, you don't have to come up with that idea straight away. Um, 
I see a lot of moms around six or nine months, they start to struggle with, do I go back to work? I don't want to go back to work. I want to do something different, but I don't know what it is. And some people are really lucky and they find that passion or that business straight away. And other moms, I've seen it take years for them to find. And either way is fine. You know? And how have they kind of made a living for themselves or along the way? Have you seen them go back to their corporate job part time or? Sometimes, um, but sometimes it's just being okay with being a mom. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with just, and it's not even just being a mom because being a mom is so much. Well, it's more than now I've got two full days at work yeah. and it's it's like it's almost relaxing being at work, <laughs> yeah. work compared to um, yeah. um, looking after Liliana yeah. all day. So I think, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's finding like what works for you, isn't it? And also like, you know, some people have to go back to work because yep. they need the money. That's um, right. And, yeah, it's it's finding what's right for you. And maybe a tip would be to, to take that time out for self-care or, you know, to nurture yourself. And often that's when you get the creative headspace yeah. to then, then tap into what it is yeah. you really want to do. You know, women's brains change after they have a baby and you become more nourishing and more creative, which is why you see a lot of mums come up with um, these kind of entrepreneurial ideas after they yeah, have Yeah, it's that my baby. biggest market now. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where... And they're the people I also really want to help because they've had a huge shift yep. and they want to make a business work around their lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the client I'm working with at the moment, she really wants to be able to still pick her kids up from school. So how can we create a business that works around that? And yeah. I think that's something really nice you can do as well start from scratch and just kind of find your way again look at the skills that you used to well you still have but you used to probably get paid a lot of money for in the corporate world and how can you apply them to something you're really passionate about yeah Um, and something that fits into your family and um who you now are as a mother because you know we change women change so much from that woman to when we become a mother Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting journey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Going, I'm in the thick of it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, right. Definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely changes. But I think, um, yeah, for me, it's definitely made me, um, with my shift was running an influencer marketing agency to now um, helping women start their own business. And I think, yeah, using those skills I learned in business and helping people build brands that I get to do now and, and yeah. run it um, when it works for my time too so yeah that I think that's been the nicest thing and I didn't want to just be at home all the time and I wanted to have something else that yep. um, I could build and grow so yeah so it um, satisfies both your needs really. yeah yeah and I hope yeah I hope that inspires anyone listening to yes. um to come and email me do my six-week program and get your business started um or listen to other podcast episodes um which yeah, where we have other people giving great advice and great tips on getting started. And I just want to end with the six steps to success, which is around the six-week program. Yep. Um, and just as you've probably heard from yes. previous podcasts, <laughs> just whatever comes to mind first. Okay. Yep. I can actually waffle a lot with these questions, which okay. I probably <laughs> need to refine a bit. But number one um, is mindset matters. So how do you get yourself in the right headspace to run a successful business? Uh, well, it's the meditation to start yeah. with, yeah. yeah. And knowing your why, how did you come 
to discover your purpose. Oh, that's a tough or, one. <laughs> I know I know purpose is something that can change a lot and it's like a constant. Yeah. But just coming to run a purpose-driven business, how did you come to I think I just feel a need to help parents and to help moms in particular because I was one of those moms. Yeah. You've been there through I've, the journey. I've been there and I think to have support around you, especially for families that don't have extended families living with them or living around them, I think it's really important because it can be very isolating yeah so finding and identifying who you really want to help yeah um, and often yeah people I've noticed that start we do like a find define your ideal customer and often when people define it it's actually them yeah they're the ideal yes. customer that they've created the business for yeah um which is great because it means they totally understand who they're marketing yeah. to and they've been through that person's journey been in their shoes yeah I guess that and that would have been my experience as well you know we had a bad experience at sleep school and we had um, you know some experiences along the way and I thought there has to be a better way to do this so I guess I am my ideal client in a yeah way, my previous self yeah. yeah so that's an idea for people that don't know what business to start like what do you look at at the moment think gosh I could do that better or yeah. that could be done in a better way yeah um, and that could be your business idea. Yeah, that's it. Um, and talking about developing your idea and your business, what do you think makes a really strong business? Uh, I would say something, a business that's very clear on their on their vision. So, you know, we yep. talked a lot about vision. Um, and, you know, that has a very clear purpose. Yeah, and then well. people will buy into that. They get yeah. it straight away, don't something they? Something that's authentic, you know, someone that, you know, is genuine and and you know, it feels like that they care. Yeah. And number four, building your brand. What's the key, do you think, to a memorable brand? I think, again, I think it needs to communicate very clearly what your service is or what your product is um, and be uh, relatable. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. These are tough. <laughs> no, sometimes <laughs> They are, you especially need to make them at the a end. Bit easier. <laughs> okay, I'll look at doing that. I was also thinking I should answer these myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> put myself in the hot seat. Um, number five is attracting customers. So you've just started yeah. your journey. Um, what do you think the best way is to start winning customers, getting clients yeah. on board? I know the best way, but I haven't yet mastered it but it's <laughs> partnerships and that's what you talk about in your program yeah um, is is going out there and creating meaningful partnerships with people um yeah and I think a lot of times we tend to rely on social media a lot um but I think it's probably making those connections yeah putting yeah. yourself out there and yeah um and yeah I know other people guests that have been on the show also recommend the power of collaborating yeah um, with people who also target your audience yeah. as well. And people, once you start doing it, you'll realise people are really willing because it's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win for them too. Absolutely. I know my mum who always, she's always run really successful businesses. I was talking to her and she's like, well, have you, um, have you written a letter to five people and then asked those five people to then pass that letter on to five people? <laughs> And I thought, oh, how cute! <laughs> but that's she said. It's that's true, what though, we used it? to do, and yeah. I guess that is the basics of it, right? You yeah. find five people that you want to work with, and then they 
then they tell their five people. And yeah, it keeps it's going. that word of mouth marketing yeah, scale, that's isn't right, it? That's right. She's um, ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah. You should listen to her. And finally, number six is mastering marketing. So a lot of that is the partnerships and promotion. Yeah. What cha- channels that you've used so far has generated the most impact or got the best response for you? Uh, I guess it. Uh, so Instagram is one of them. Yeah. Um, but also that um, direct marketing. So those EDMs like that are going to people. That, that newsletter you sent saying. Yeah, the newsletter announcing the business and talking about my workshops because that's going right into people that I know are interested in those services. Yeah, and you actually got a client from sending yeah, that, didn't you? Someone did. that you hadn't contacted for a while and then they wanted to use your sleep services. So yeah. even just that one person. Just one, right? Is that's you, so you need to start a business, just right. the one person. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we'll end there. Um, what can, um, how can people connect with you? Yes, so um, you can connect with me on my website, which is www.alongsideyouparenting.com. Uh, and I'm also on uh, Instagram at alongsideyou underscore parenting. Perfect. So I would recommend connecting with um, Melissa and finding out about her workshops, especially if you're about to embark on your parenting journey. I know having done it, I wish you'd been around mm. last year. <laughs> you will be for the next one, yeah, so that's, that's good. It. I'm going to be with you for this next one. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend connecting with Melissa. And if this podcast has inspired you to want to turn your business idea or brainstorm your business idea and turn it into reality then get in touch my email is vic at upsiders.co drop me an email and um, yeah we can set up a call and if you like this episode please subscribe so you can stay tuned for more thanks everyone bye thanks,